0: Well,
1: I happen to know for a fact that Santa Claus is real. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is coming to town. There's ah. only one fat guy that brings his presents, and his name ain't Santa. Here Yeah, uh, Santa!
2: Of course, Santa! The big man, the head honcho, the connection. Santa Claus is coming to town. Ho,
3: ho, ho!
1: Oh boy, will I have Christmas spirit? I'll even
3: put on a Santa Claus suit. Santa Claus
1: always comes. I guarantee he will bring our gifts to all the children in all the world.
4: And now, here they are—two people who are excited about Santa Claus coming to town, even though they have some trouble with that whole naughty/nice thing. It's Bob and Cherry.
0: Oh, we are in the holiday mood here today. It is Friday. We are super psyched because what happens on Fridays? The People's Movie Critic. And this Mm -hmm. week, he is reviewing Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is a prequel, I do believe, to the Hunger Games storyline we know from the existing movies. Is that right, Lamar, without giving any plot away? That is
3: absolutely correct. Not to complicate this thing any more than it already is.
0: And we're gonna, um, we're also going to talk about why exactly it is that some little kids lose their whole minds when you take them to sit on the mall Santa's lap. But I want to kick it off by um, saying that uh, one of our listeners, my friend Melissa, commented on a picture of my Christmas tree on my Instagram account and said, Oh, you have a redneck tree just like mine. Just a bunch of random sentimental or fun ornaments hung wherever the hell you want. And that is absolutely true. That is exactly what my Christmas tree looks like. But this year, for the first time in my life, I have had so many people. I put one picture of my Christmas tree up on my Instagram. And I've had so many people say to me, oh, I like that your tree isn't matchy matchy. Or I like that your tree has personal ornaments. So I'm. my question is, doesn't everybody's? like, What are y'all putting on your
2: Christmas trees? It depends. It depends. Our Christmas tree has all the colored bulbs because Mary knew that I'd like colored bulbs. Uh, we didn't get a fresh tree because she has a, you know, artificial tree that her kids grew up with and, uh, it goes around and i love that, but all of the ornaments are meaningful. A lot of them are from when we went to New York or we went to San Francisco or wherever over the years. And, uh, we, so we have those. And of course, some of uh, the things that her kids made. Um, I, can't, I can't call it a redneck Christmas tree. I, I don't know what that means, but ours is homey looking, and yet it's kind of cool because you'll see, like from Maine, a little a little lobster or sailboat from uh, Rhode Island or whatever. Well, that is that
0: what people do with a Christmas mostly, tree? That's my
2: mostly, like, but not hmm. always. Do you remember years ago? And this is in a different life for me, I was not with Mary. I came home, actually I went on the air with you and I said, I hate my Christmas tree this year. And I hated it because I walked into the living room and the tree was decorated like something out of a department store. Um, A friend who was an interior designer and a very good one was brought in and There were ribbons wrapping the tree. I mean, it was very well done. It bore no resemblance to anybody living in my house. It just, it looked like something out of maybe the lobby of a nice hotel. And I know people are saying right now, oh boy, cry me a river. But there was no soul to it. I think that's what she might be referring to.
0: That's, well, I mean, her... Because I looked at her Christmas tree. It looks just like my Christmas tree. Like, I don't, I, I mean, I know there are people, well, I've seen it on, I've seen it on Instagram. I've not been in anyone's house where the Christmas tree has white lights and is draped in pearls or the Christmas tree has white lights, but all the ornaments are pink balls. like, I know that exists, but is that a thing that real people do for real? Or is that just something we do? Like in retail settings and for Instagram. Like, do you know, do any of you know anyone who has a Christmas tree that only has like pine cones on it or red stars or whatever? Anybody?
2: Well, the one I described, you know, years ago, I mean, it was that soulless. It was beautiful in its own it. way. I hated it. I really you hated did. It. It, it, it said nothing about my kids, it said nothing about the family, nothing. It was just commercial looking. But, you know, we've been to parties at uh, people's homes, I don't want to say whose, and, and they hire a pro to come in and do it because they're going to have a great big Christmas party. You know what I'm talking about? You know the parties I'm talking yeah,
0: about? Yeah, but that, if one of those parties, yeah. their their house looked like an embassy suites. Yeah, It was exactly. about the size of one. <laughs> it had the aesthetic yeah. of one. <laughs> And yeah, yeah. in the same, like, warm, impersonal, welcoming vibes of an Embassy Suites. Right. So I guess the fact that their 15-foot Christmas tree looked like that made sense. I just didn't think that regular people having regular Christmas in their regular living room did that. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe do. they do.
2: No. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, straight ahead. Like, like those little ornaments. Go ahead.
0: Straight ahead. Everybody... The tea is piping hot. Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan have been slaughtered by an industry Bible in the entertainment business. 911, I want to report a royal murder. Next, it's Bob and Sherry. Hello, I'm Army, Sergeant First Class Stephanie Long, stationed with 10th SG at Okinawa, Japan. This is my son. Marquise, Marquise, and we want to wish you a very special holiday season to all our friends and family in Milling, Georgia.
4: Here's Bob and Sherry. I
0: feel like I've read every nasty article, every damning accusation, every hostile jab at Prince Harry and Meghan Markle that has been published. I mean, I really feel like my eyeballs have landed on all of it, but The Hollywood Reporter... Just nailed that coffin shut and then set it on fire.
2: This and that's a legitimate uh, publication, by the way. It's the Hollywood it's Reporter.
0: The, it is like along with Variety magazine. It is the industry bible of the entertainment yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, every year they put out at the end of the year, they put out their biggest winners and losers. Our article mm-hmm. um, episode, episode issue, and they have declared uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Um, among the biggest losers in the entertainment industry in 2023. They started uh, by going after the projects for Netflix and Spotify, calling them whiny and inert. Okay, so that's bad enough, right? Yeah. Um, They said that the Netflix documentary Harry and Meghan might have broke viewing records, but it was whiny, as was Harry's biography, Spare. Megan's podcast Archetypes was, uh, described as inert, lackluster, and dull, and it got canceled after one season. And it came out when, when, um, when her podcast came out, it had like big initial numbers because people were curious and then it fell off, fell Mm -hmm. off, fell off, and then it was canceled. But of course, before it was canceled, it received multiple awards because, you know, in our, in our world, we, um, give accolades to celebrity, whether the product is good or not. And and this one, this one just wasn't. If you listen to it, you know, Um, the Hollywood reporter said that Harry and Megan fled a life of ceremonial public service to cash in on their celebrity status in the States, but wouldn't it have been so much better? And I'll read directly from the magazine quote, all the scorn and mockery they've suffered beats otherwise having to attend 200 plus official royal family engagements a year, which sounds hellish. I gotta say,
5: <laughs> um,
0: I'm amazing. with the Hollywood <laughs> Reporter. Yeah, let me go cut a ribbon at the <laughs> at the new playground in Newcastle rather than do yeah. what they've suffered with. Um, Hollywood Reporter said that um, South Park, you know, the cartoon, the TV show, the mm-hmm. South Park, what the Destroyed Harry and Meghan. That was it. Um, the episode, if you didn't see it, was called the Worldwide Privacy Tour. Privacy Tour, and it made fun of them for um, constantly expressing how unhappy they were about the media intruding on their lives while they were chasing the spotlight. And so. Yeah. Um, and so um, they went aren't on. You to surprised
2: say- in a way, aren't you surprised that people that fly at that altitude of fame, power, money, screw up? And 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 you know, just looking at it and the way you're describing it and hearing the words from the Hollywood Reporter, it just seems like a major screw up that there was no it man does. with a gray suit taking them aside and say, "Look, I know you're pissed off, but here's the deal. You know, we'll cut back on fifty appearances." And everybody's going to smile and have Christmas together. But if you go over there, why don't you call Fergie and ask her how that went for her? Because it was <clears throat> it doesn't short, go it well. Short lived, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: The Hollywood Reporter basically wrapped up by suggesting that Harry and Meghan were there. are if they're in the worst possible rock and hard place. They can't return to the royal family. That bridge has been burned, right? And yet yeah. there's clearly not a path for them in the entertainment industry, or at least not one that they've found. So now what? And now I throw this question to you guys. Now what?
2: I don't know, because um, it, it's harder than people think, for example, to be a host of something. So you're just not going to say, well, we just inked a deal. It's going to be uh, Harry and Megan going against Kelly and whoever, that's not going to work. They're not show business people. They're used to being interviewed. They're used to being deciding what they're going to say. When you're put on the other side of the camera and you've got to make it entertaining, that's a whole dip. That's hard work. And they ain't used to that. How about paid spokesman for charitable organization?
0: That, you know, that's an option. They're in, they have yeah, some problems the with their own,
2: the their own nonprofit. Part. Yeah.
0: Like they, they, they are, it? they ran in the red this year on Archwell. They still had reserves, but they didn't do well this year with that. I have an I mean, idea. Yeah. I, let's I, hear I, it. I, I have,
2: they're the next characters in the progressive insurance ads. You know, you got Flo, you got Jamie, you got the African-American guy, you got the kind of uh, goth girl. You bring in, you bring in Harry, Harry and Megan. That's that's good. Harry and Megan separately, right? Are you kidding? That's a
0: home run. And they would make just enough money to pay for lunch doing that. I mean, they're yeah, secure. I mean, it's just crazy. It it's shocking when you when you read this Hollywood Reporter story. You're like, whoa! Mm-hmm. This this may be worse than anything Piers Morgan's managed to say about them. Morons in the news is next. It's Bob and Sherry.
1: Let's do it. It's Bob and Sherry. Get these morons off the air. With morons in the news.
2: You know, you think the mafia is gone, but they're not. They still operate. This story blows my mind, and I can't believe what this guy's son did. The reputed New York mafioso who infamously posed for the camera shirtless in a Florida swimming pool while running from the law said he has no regrets about the photograph, even though it helped put him in prison. Alleged Colombo crime family mobster Ralph DeMeteo, 68 years old, was sentenced to three years behind bars by a Brooklyn judge for threatening a union and conspiracy and extortion and money laundering. When asked after the sentencing if he had any second thoughts, and here, here's what they're asking him. He heard that the law was going to come and pick him up along with some other mafia guys in New York City. Somebody tipped him off. He got on a plane and he went to, it looks like Miami, could be Fort Lauderdale. And he's hanging out there with a woman, a blonde woman who you see in the background. He takes his shirt off and this guy is, he's not a slender guy. He's very hairy and he's got a look on his face like, What are you looking at? He's just staring at the camera. The picture was taken by his son. And then his son posted it on Instagram and gave the location of where he
0: was. Bob, that would have been the funniest subplot on Sopranos if AJ had posted his dad and Polly Walnuts on Instagram.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Do you, yeah. do you know what his lawyer said as he was being sentenced? He he said in court, no, I don't regret the picture. It looks good. It's a great picture. His <laughs> lawyer said, your honor, his lawyer has totally given up trying to defend me. He said, your honor, my man here, DiMatteo, is old school. He's going to take his punishment.
0: <laughs> he's going to do it's, his time.
2: <laughs> he's going to do his time and shut up. <sighs>
0: It's, it's like you know, the mafia by, by is the way, not what it was. The mafia is just not what it was.
2: Except with their names. Here are the other guys. Uh, he was the consigliere, who is the guy who uh, advises the godfather, right? The other uh, bosses include Andrew Mush Russo and Benjamin the Claw Castellazo. Uh, they pled uh, guilty earlier. These guys were going around to union officials and hitting them for 2600 bucks a month. So they, I mean, it's just, it's like right out of Donny Brasco. It's, it's right out of Goodfellas. It still goes on. But the Eric and the idiocy of the kid to post it. As my dad. He's, uh, yeah, he's not putting up with nothing from John Law. We're hanging out enjoying Fort Lauderdale, or as we like to call it, Fort Liquordale. One day later they get the guy
3: It's perfect I love it Lamar yeah, yeah. Just before 6 a.m people on the street in St. Petersburg, Florida were awoken by the sounds of multiple car crashes. All the neighbors are outside everybody's look at their hands on their heads and they're looking around. Car parts and pieces are everywhere. Nine cars were damaged after being hit by a man driving a stolen truck. It was total carnage out here. There were vehicle parts all the way down the side of the block, one of the people said. St. Petersburg's police responded to the area after getting calls from the neighbors. Afterwards, the driver got out of the vehicle, banged on some doors. By that time, we had officers surrounding the area. We had a canine out trying to track, but we weren't able to locate the suspect. Police say they don't know why the man started knocking on doors after he ran into these people's cars. You know, we don't know if he knew somebody or if he thought somebody might let him in and hide him, but nobody opened the door. Police are still looking for this guy. They're searching with security video and everything else. Still cannot find him. So he may be a moron, but he wasn't an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <lose>. give, give,
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to give Florida a break heading into the weekend. Today's moron of the day happened in Venice in Italy. So a group of tourists were going for a ride in one of the gondolas and the gondolier, you know, in the stripy shirt is pulling them along and they keep standing up and taking selfies and the gondolier is shouting at them. They have to sit down. They have to stay still. He's trying to maneuver the gondola under a bridge. But they ignored the gondolier. All the weight ended up on one side, capsizing the boat and flipping them all into the cold and filthy canal. But of course, it becomes the gondolier's problem because he has to help one to shore, and then he's got to dive back into the canal to rescue mm. all of the others. Mm. Onlookers rolled video on their phones. And <laughs> that's course. why, that's why we have the video. There's an account on social called in, in Italian that translates to Venice is not Disneyland. It's a <laughs> real place. You have to act like a real person. The group was given a warm place to dry off. No one was hurt. And the video is out there and on the Bob and Sherry Facebook right now. Keep it here for the People's Movie Critic and his review of Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And then and Everyone Needs a Laugh, we have a little... Christmas fun from Jeff Dunham. Plus, why kids lose it on Santa's lap. It's Bob and Sherry.
1: Hello, I'm Specialist Adam O'Connor, uh 74 Delta, with 48BBHHC, forward deployed to Foss, LSA South, Poland. I want to wish my family and friends back home in Durham, North Carolina, a happy holidays. I miss you guys.
4: Love you. I can't wait to see you soon. Here's Bob and Sherry.
2: I've talked about this before, but it's gotten worse and worse. I don't know if it's Christmas or whatever. I am so tired of being asked to review things that I just bought. I'm looking at two emails I got back-to-back yesterday. The first one, I like Macy's very much. It's a very nice store. Uh, Macy's, dear Mr. Lacey, we would like to have some thoughts on what you bought. Please write a review about your cotton men's loose-fit track pants. There's not a lot to say.
0: Are they indeed this, loose fit? As they are promised. loose
2: fit, Sherry. Yes. They are loose fit these track pants. I like them fine. They're a little they're a little warm for where I live, but they're fine. I'm supposed to at this time of the year really sit down Dear Macy's, I am really enjoying my black loose fit cotton track pants. Uh I'm tracking everywhere now in total comfort. It's stupid. And then the next one, this next one really ticked me off. I went from Macy's. I can't say the name of the bank, but it's a bank that uh, has had some bad publicity over the last few years. I have to go there because I transfer money to a relative, and it has to be near where this person lives. But anyway, dear Mr. Robert Lacey, we value your insights. Will you please take a few minutes? That is all it's needed. Tell about your interaction with our bank. Well, the interaction is fine. Here's what I don't like about your bank. Your CEO makes like $30 million a year, plus other benefits. The tellers, you know, are having trouble putting food on the table. I, say, I hope you wrote that. I hope that was I the say, review pay them, you pay them. I've done it before. Oh, I've done it before. Pay them more. Pay them more. They work hard. You make them try to become salesmen. Oh, have you opened a new account? And they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that at all. So that is my that is my Christmas answer to the bank. And for heaven's sakes, when does it, when is it going to end with all of these reviews?
0: It's not. It's not, oh, it's not. It's not.
6: It's not.
3: It's Bob and Sherry. Hi, I'm Sergeant First Class Fishburne. I'm a 12-hotel construction engineer supervisor. I would like to give a great shout-out to my mom, the most amazing mom in the world. Go, birds. I'll be home soon. Here's Bob and Sherry.
0: It's that magical time of the week. The People's Movie Critic. And this week, he's taking a look at the new Hunger Games movie, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes.
3: First, let me say, if you have not seen The Hunger Games... This movie review and the movie itself will make no sense to you, okay? I was a big fan, or I am a big fan, of the Hunger Games franchise. Of course, that was back in the years when that actor was still alive to me. But I was not excited to see them do this one because I felt like it was a money grab. And I sort of still do. But that's how Hollywood works. You take a really good book and you make a really good movie. And then you keep making movies on that same idea over and over, bleeding it completely dry until the original idea is nothing but a hollow, dried out husk of what it once was. (laughs) Then and only then will the sequel stop. After that, there's no future in that idea. So they time travel backwards and they do a prequel, which is what this is. Songbirds and Snakes is set 64 years before the first Hunger Games. The movie shows the details and the backstory of how Coriolanus Snow, the villain of the Hunger Games, who's played by Donald Sutherland, came to be. Young Snow is played by Tom Blythe. He lives in the capital with his sister and his grandmother. His father is dead. They are broke and he wants desperately to provide for them. So he studies hard, he's very ambitious, and he becomes one of the mentors in the 10th edition of the annual Hunger Games contest. Now, the tribute he's assigned to is Lucy Gray Bard. She's played by Rachel Ziegler from District 12, and he is, of course, developing feelings for her, and she develops feelings for him. There are two characters that have a huge effect on Snow's life and future. The head game maker, Dr. Volumenia Gall, who's played by an excellent and just almost unrecognizable at first, Viola Davis, who's very impressed by Snow. And the dean, Casca Highbottom, who's played by the always brilliant Peter Dinklage, who despite the fact that he was Snow's father's best friend and partner, Hates young snow with a flaming hot passion. Now, the movie is separated into three parts. The first part gives you the background. It's a little slow, but it's very important. The second part is the actual games. Very fast paced. It's full of action. It's, It's awesome. The final segment, which is almost an hour, takes a huge turn. It gets very dark, and that is the payoff. The movie is two hours and 37 minutes. It's rated PG-13 for strong, violent content and the disturbing material. The actual game is over with almost an hour to go, and you're sitting there going, what? I mean, that was the whole part. But that final segment, that's the one. That's one that tells everything. It's what the entire movie is meant to show us. Blythe and Ziegler, they're good enough. They're not memorable, but they're Okay. Peter Dinklage, who is always over the top. In this movie, he's more low-key bad guy, which allows Viola Davis to be the most over-the-top scene-stealing villain that she wants to be. Uh, The movie would be worth just her, her portrayal of this character. She was fantastic. Now, is this movie necessary? Nah, not really. But if there is a prequel... This is as good as you could hope for. They did a oh. really good job with it. Now, yeah. if they will just stop, please just stop. I know they won't, but I wish they would. My score on this is four buds. But you've got to have seen the other movies because otherwise so, it's pointless.
0: So Lamar, um, as a Hunger Games fan, book and movie, yes. Um I'm disappointed that they didn't do a better job, I guess, of casting Lucy and Snow's characters, because if you're going to grow up to be Donald freaking Sutherland,
3: oh yeah,
0: and a Donald Sutherland evil villain like he is as Snow in Hunger Games, you you got to really bring it all. And it sounds like maybe that didn't happen.
3: Here's your problem: you can't find somebody that age that is going to be Donald Sutherland. I I mean, there's only one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So, but four bucks—that's not bad. It was okay. Uh, was That's not okay. bad. I, I, I'm not mad about it. It was fine. It was fine. It and was and it, I'm
0: it, with it, you. It Anything that Peter Dinklage is in. See, Bob uh, didn't stick with the movie Elf long enough.
3: All I could think appreciate. about last night was if he would have waited till Peter Dinklage showed up, he would have loved the movie. I mean, that you're when, right. He didn't no, stay that he, long. He, no, he I'm gonna, just going
4: to stop you all. He's not going to like that movie, period. Even with Peter Dinklage's it. impressive oh, I know. performance I know. in but Out. But
0: when, when, when Peter Dinklage <laughs> jumps up onto the conference table and runs down the conference and table and beats up Elf. I'm sorry, that's just greatness. Okay, so four buds for Hunger Games, yes. Ballad of yeah. Songbirds and Snakes. It's Bob and Sherry. Yep.
5: I'm Allison Williman with US Army NATO in Sennbach, Germany. I'd like to wish my family in Colorado Springs happy holidays. I miss you guys, and I'll see you soon.
4: Here's Bob and Sherry.
2: So after we worked yesterday, I was online and I found myself, because it just popped up, with a Bob and Sherry listener uh, page. And uh, thank you very much for people who do those things. They comment on the show, things they like, they don't like. Bob is such a jackass for not watching Elf, and you know all all sorts of different things. (laughs) And um, we we have been talking about meatballs because Lamar has uh, not um, found a meatball that he he likes yet. Just say it. Just call it. He hates them. (laughs) Right. And people are very uh, into this. I mean, oh, my God, the uh, the meatball comments, really fantastic. Oh, these are the best meatballs my uh, aunt makes. We have them every Christmas. Or I used to live in New York City, and there's a place called Sal's, and they have the best meat, you know, one after another. The the thing with uh, texting and also um, leaving comments online is sometimes you have it in your head what you're going to say, but the way it's presented or typed it comes across differently, so I landed on this Bob and Sherry site, and and they were talking about the meatballs, and uh, this one person said, "I guess I need to try Grandma's black hair meatballs." So instead of <laughs> Grandma Black Hair's meatballs, oh my! It was <laughs> oh my black hair yeah. meatballs. Thirty thirty. And
0: whew, you can choke on them. You need a lot of liquid to get them down. All that hair in your throat and stuff. Yeah.
2: And there, there are probably people saying, boy, I know it's tough in New Jersey, but I don't think I could eat that <laughs> at all. Just,
3: so disgusting. I, I posted. I posted on Facebook that I thought I could get some help on this meatball thing. I posted to see if there was any close. It, could somebody tell me where the best meatball that was close by that I could get? And I got some different, you know, uh, restaurants and some different things whatever but overwhelmingly right. why don't you drive to sherry's and make her make one um why why everything incorporated me driving somebody told me about one it was like four hours away or whatever you know <laughs> i mean yeah
0: <laughs> i mean if you were you know so if it were. Many. If it were handy, I'd be happy to whip you up a batch of Grandma's blackberry balls. Yeah, black you don't Heramie have enough balls. to do. Yeah, he had to open a restaurant <laughs> on the <his> side. <laughs> I um, well. listen, you wouldn't be the first man to make work for me. So, Kevin and I are going back and forth over. We do a big thing on Christmas Eve where we have, you know, all the kids and family and everybody's here, and I make uh-huh. dinner. And I, and we were talking about the menu. And I said, I was thinking this year that we would do like a baked potato bar as like instead of, you know, other kinds of starch or whatever. Mm. And he was like, Oh, well, you know, mashed potatoes. I was like, It's just, babe, it's just that mashed potatoes are a lot of work, especially the way I make them. Like, first I bake the potatoes, then I scrape them into the bowl and mix them with hot cream and butter. I mean, it's a lot of work. And he goes, well, I really like them. I was like, So you really want to have mashed potatoes? And I said, And he goes, yeah, well, but we don't have to. I said, no, all right, it's Christmas. It's once a year. I'll do because it's mashed potatoes for like 25, right? I'll make mashed Mm -hmm. potatoes. And that man looked at me and said with a straight face, well, don't they come in a box? No, my love. They do come in a box. (laughs) They do come in a box. Now that box is not coming into my house, but they do, in fact, <laughs> come in a box.
2: I think I know what his mother was making when he was a kid.
0: <sighs> oh my God. The, the, the dehydrated potato flakes, the chef boy RD. Like it's it's fine. Like a lot of people love that, but it's I'm not cooking that for Christmas. It's Christmas. Oh I'm sorry excuse me excuse me can you make the three wise men step aside so I can apologize to the baby jesus for serving chef boyardee and potato flakes on his birthday i'm so sorry
2: you know it must just be i was what i you're had a lot going to. on at work yeah it's just it's,
0: what you It's used it's to.
2: it's what you liked as a kid like i don't want a fluffer nutter really but i think about them once in a while because when my mother would make me one i was out of my mind i was so happy it's it's
1: thick sugar and peanut
2: butter on white bread
0: but dude rightfully so and and don't even try to make don't get all artisanal on your nutter. it is jiff peanut butter because we're a choosy mother and it is white bread and it is marshmallow fluff that's right and and the pillowy sweet sticky goodness of that mm, don't eat it fast or you'll choke And it save so some in the good. jar.
2: Save some in the jar, so when nobody's around, you can open it up and get a flat-edged knife and Just eat it straight out of the jar.
0: Right in there.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lamar, that's did good Did you living. have
2: fluffer nutters? Did you have fluffer nutters as a kid? No,
3: I wasn't mean, like that. No, 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 no. Do you know? Jeff do you, know what, butter, it. Do you I, know what we're talking I've, about? I've I've heard about it, but once again, this is another thing. That I didn't get to experience. I got too yeah. many things I'm trying to experience already. We'll do fluffer nutter a little bit later. Let, let me get. Yeah. Let me get. Yeah, let him meatball get your meatballs and the, meatball and the eggnog yeah. straightened right. out. Let me get yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Done. yeah. You know what he's thinking though, black black hair
3: Bob? Black meatball. Yeah.
0: You know what he's thinking? He's like, listen to the two of them eating that Yankee slop, peanut butter marshmallow <laughs> sandwiches. Yeah. All oh, friend. I
2: know. I know. He's got attitudes. <laughs>
0: Straight ahead, Jeff Dunham, and Bubba J's letter to Santa for everyone needs a laugh. It's Bob and Sherry.
6: Hey, this is Sergeant Jason Petrano with the twenty-one thirteenth out of Paducah, Kentucky. Just wanted to extend a very happy holidays to everybody back home, to my beautiful wife Liliana, my family, mom, Mike, Nan, Dad, and Jamie, Brady, Avery,
4: Alexis. Miss you all like crazy. Can't wait to see you soon. Here's Bob and Sherry.
3: It
0: is time now for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And we've got a little something special for your Friday. Our friend Jeff Dunham joins us here with Bubba J. Uh,
1: Bubba J, I understand you've been writing Santa a letter. Yeah, i done it on the computer. Ah, did you mail it to him? <laughs> Why, my computer won't sit in the mailbox. Walter's right, you are a dumbass. <laughs> You know, Bubba J, I took the opportunity of uh, a printing your letter for you, uh, and I noticed when I printed that the ink was kind of weird. Uh, that's because uh, I was running out of ink, so I mixed it with beer. <laughs> you mixed beer with the ink? Yeah, and if you smell that thing when you're eating it, <laughs> you get a contact drunk. <laughs> I learned that from Guitar Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Beer nog? How do you make beer nog? Uh, well, you take a big old bowl of eggnog yeah, and you pour it down the sink, <laughs> and then you drink a beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Baba Jay, I- I'm very interested in, in what you wrote. So, could you read the letter? Oh, uh, Yeah, sure. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Bubba J hang on I ain't done yet <laughs> Bubba J I ain't done yet Bubba J what don't yell at me you're scaring me when you yell you remind me of that judge on American Idol <laughs> Simon Paula What I meant was, could you read the letter out loud? Oh, duh. Okay. okay, you didn't say that. I right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Dear Santa, hi, it's me, Bubba J. Uh, that's me. Okay. Remember, I was the guy last Christmas who lit the fireplace just as you came down the chimney. Sorry about your suit and your ass. <laughs> Next time, you should wear a NASCAR suit. <laughs> See, it don't burn. <laughs> he needs fire retardant tidy whities. <laughs> you lit Santa on fire? No, damn fireplace did. And what happened? Whoosh! He burst into flames like Marilyn and Nansen at a Baptist recital. <laughs> but we hey, that's awful. That's why I'm still in therapy. It was hard to hear. She had to go from ho-ho-ho to ho-, ho ho holy sh <laughs> Why didn't you grab the nearest liquid and put him out? That would have been a waste of beer. <laughs> what about water? We don't drink that crap. So how'd you put him out? <laughs> I peed on him. <laughs> Yeah, I've added a new step to that list. What list? Stop, and dropped, and quit rolling around so I can th- on you. <laughs> was anything else going on during all this? Yeah, my dumbass brother was singing. On the first day of Christmas, Santa was on fire. And Baldo was a vision on his head. On the second day of Christmas, Santa said to me, mm- <laughs> see, his face is all up duckin gauze. Bubba <laughs> <laughs> J., well, this is terrible. Well, it seemed like it at the time. Next day, it's funnier than hell. We teed on ourselves, laughing about it. <laughs> was there anything going on outside that night? Outside? Yeah, my cousin Elroy sought Santa's lead, deer. What? Well, it's not too often you see a 12-point buck standing on your freakin' roof. <laughs> We ain't good for a month. Uh, did you write more? Yeah, see. Okay, okay. <clears throat> also, Santa, in place of cookies this year, we're leaving you deer jerky. Guess where that came from, ha ha. The Insemb, yes, just to make sure you know, we moved not too far, the parking brake came loose. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Donham, we'll get him posted.
0: Didn't we just figure out not too long ago that Jeff is the most successful comedian in the world now? Wasn't there an announcement made?
4: Yeah, it sounds about in terms
0: right. of yeah. ticket yeah. sales globally. Like that yeah. is an extraordinary accomplishment. But I'm it always is. gonna remember Jeff as a guy who ordered a kid online and built his own helicopter and then flew it. Which just seems stunningly confident. Not only anyway. flew it,
4: not only flew it, but got it up in the air and then noticed there were some parts on the ground.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an IKEA helicopter. Yeah. B O B A N D S H E R I dot com. Click the menu
5: tab. Look for everyone needs a laugh. It's Bob and Sherry. Good morning. My name is Sergeant Nicole Shepard, and I am a logistics specialist here in Grafnevier, Germany, with the 163rd Regional Support Group. I just wanted to wish my five babies and my family and friends a very, very Merry Christmas. And go, Chiefs.
4: Here's Bob and Sherry.
2: I guess almost every area in the United States has at least one house where you say, we've got to go see what they did this year for Christmas. And everybody goes through the neighborhood, and it's that one house at the end of the cul-de-sac, and they've just gone all out. Well, there is a Christmas display in Plantation, Florida. I am looking at it. I can't even describe it. There are reindeer that look like they are flying. There is a Ferris wheel in the back that's all lit up. There's reindeer on the roof. There's Santa on the roof, the entire house, all of the roof of the house, and it's a big house covered with lights. It's the most amazing display that I have ever seen in a private home. And the people who put it up have been squatting in the home for 15 years. What? According to legal documents, it's not their house. Legal documents <laughs> obtained by People magazine from the Broward County property <laughs> of appraiser's office say the title of the Prowse house was a forged deal. Um, I don't know how they got away with it. They're, they're trying to uh, sift through this right now. They owe in back taxes $34,700. I don't know what happened with the people who owned it before. Uh, this is being sorted out. And that is going to take some time. They reached out to Kathy Hyatt, who is the uh, person who's been squatting in there with her husband. But um, no comment. No comment at all. You know 15 what, Bob? years.
0: I'm not going to judge these people. Wow. I'm squatting in my house. The owner is Rocket Mortgage. But let's <laughs> yeah, not well, kid that's ourselves. True. Yeah, that's if true, I don't too. mind my P's and Q's, Rocket yeah. Mortgage is t- kicking me right out of their house.
2: I I think the way they got around it, uh, her husband died uh, two years ago. I think the way they got around it is that she is a realtor and so knows the ins and outs of paperwork with houses and all and just figured out who the family was. I mean, there are families that they're in a fight with each other. The parents died. And so, you know, the house is up in the air. And I think she got that information and she said, you know what? Let's just live here. And for 50, years but of all things you put up a display that makes disney look small time you're going to get some attention yeah. it went to people magazine and somebody did some studying so could, don't know what's going to happen you, but
0: could you no. ever have one relaxed moment in a house you were no. squagging illegally in
2: no no i could not i could Neither. not <laughs> not at all We'll see what happens with that stuff. It's Bob and Sherry.
5: Hello, everybody. This is Specialist Tony Zabala. I'm currently deployed in Poland. I'm assigned to 135 AR. I would like to wish my family and friends back in Apple Valley, California, uh, happy holidays. And to my son Adonis, I love and miss you so much, and I cannot wait to get home to you.
4: Here's Bob and Sherry.
0: Talk back time. You can call us on the phone at 844 H E R I. Or you can grab our free app in Google Play or the Apple Store. And the deal with the app is awesome because you can listen to the show and you can listen to all of the podcasts, including the daily one and the oddcasts and Talking Lamar and True Weird stuff. And you can enter contests and text the studio and send videos. And you can tap the little microphone in the bottom center of the screen and talk, and the app will do everything else.
5: Sherry, Sherry, Sherry. I am so relating to what you said about staying alone because you become too codependent on taking care of the other person. That is so me. This is the same decision that I have come to in life after three marriages. I am done. I know that it it is my problem. It is not them. It is me. I get resentful then because I want to do all the taking care of, and then I'm resentful if they're not perfectly reciprocating. So I got you, girl. I understand. Thanks. Love you guys.
0: Bye. Oh, my God. I could sit here and cry. That is – thank you. I'm sorry that we're both the same way, but at least you're not alone and I'm not alone. (laughs) And it's no slam on any other human being, but I just know that I'm if anything happens to that one, the current one, Mr. Lucky, I'm done. I'm done cuz I can't I can't I can't play this pattern out again. I mean, Bob, this is kind of you a little bit, too. Isn't it? If you're being honest.
2: Would would I get married again if uh
0: No, 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 no. to marry? No, no, no. What I mean by this is you too is this caretaking this drive yeah. to be the hero mm-hmm. of the story, yeah, that's you too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if it's the eldest child uh, syndrome or it's if it's the uh, the girl in the family syndrome, where the uh, the female, even if she's not the oldest, no, takes on so much of the management. You know,
0: it's not um, Bob. Um, we were we were conditioned from the very beginning of our lives to associate being of service to others. As being um, worthy of love, and without being of service, we don't feel like we're worthy of love. It has nothing to do with your birth order, or your zip code, or your astrological sign. The two of us are a couple of real pieces of work. We j- and that's why you we know understand each other so well.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. You know what's interesting though is, and you know this sounds like a joke, but I have a very strong selfish side. I do, and um, no. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that comes as a surprise to anyone here. I try to keep it, you know, I keep it, you know, in control, but uh, I've always wanted just to have a fun life. I wanted to be carefree. Now that did not work out. Now I've had a, and I'm having a fantastic life, but it's been a fight between telling people that need to get their act together to get your act together or don't call me and saying, Oh, man. Okay, let's see what we can do here. And there goes a week, right? As soon as you say, uh, let's see what we can do here, a week is gone. <laughs> I've found it's, and probably a few bucks.
0: It's funny because everything you said is is true. And you're actually worse than I am with this caretaking thing, because you take things on as your fault and responsibility that have nothing to do with you. And I don't do that. I'm just like, are you in my house? Do I love you? Let me please take care of you, right? But you, if something happens, you're like, oh, well, now what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed? You take responsibility for everything. So yeah, you may have that selfish streak that wanted you to be James Bond, but that selfish streak is shouted down over and over and over again by the person who's like, all right, let me fix it because I can fix it. So I will fix it. And if I don't fix it, nobody will fix it. It's interesting, isn't it? It is interesting.
2: The, on, the only way throughout my life that I've been able to uh, kind of be okay with the situation that the Lord has given me is to thank the Lord that I am able uh, to help people out, whereas a lot of people are not. And that doesn't mean, you know, I'm, I'm you know, a relative that's having a, a hard time. I'm buying he or she a house or something like that. It it just means I can step up and let them know that somebody else is here. You're not going to fall between between the cracks. Um,
6: and that's just, noble. But you know the you
2: know pro- what you have to look out for, though, in, in my situation? And there are people listening right now probably the same way. The, the number one thing you have to be careful about is resentment. Because if you're giving to somebody and they're kind of just not doing things the way they should or the way you think in order for them to be successful, you can't allow yourself to become resentful. Because that just doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help them because now they feel, you know, worse about themselves. And what does it do for you? It just says you made all this effort and now you come across as a great big you-know-what. So it's it, – family is complicated.
0: And, it's of course, it's not just family. I mean, it's it, – no, when you no, have – when you're wired this way, it extends in a lot of directions. So – Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm at the point now where I'm looking at these animals and I'm like, you know what? You're the last animals that are going to walk all over me. (laughs) But before you're the last animals that are going to walk all over me, hold still. I have a little sweater for you and a treat. (laughs) It's just insane. It's Bob and Sherry.
3: Hi, I'm
2: Sergeant Brian Duke with Echo FSC 52nd BEB. I'm a striker mechanic from Alaska. I want to give a shout out to my wife and kids. Nicole, Maddie and Olivia I love you, happy holidays And I'll see y'all soon Here's Bob and Sherry
0: So we have another talkback message And we were late in being able to listen to this one Because I had like a major Catastrophic technical fail on my end That shut everything down And poor Max You know, he was frantic to try to figure out the problem Um, And we eventually got it done But as a result, a ton of stuff got kicked out, and we finally got to listen to this message. And I'm so mad because we wanted to hear it when it came in, but there's a lot of good stuff in here. And Bob, get ready, because once again, and I hope for the last time, we're going to talk about a certain movie.
5: Hey, Bob, Sherry, Max, Doc, and Lamar. This is Lauren from Charlotte, long-term listener. Um, love you guys so much. Listen every day. I just was wondering, when are we actually going to get Bob to watch Elf? Because I feel like we've talked about that for a long time. Um, between the podcast, the odd the regular scheduled show, the vault, and most recently, the happy hour. Like, we just talk about it all the time. We all know it's amazing. We all know Bob's going to love it. We just need to get him to watch it. On the same lines, do you think we could get Lamar to have a plate full of meatballs before (laughs) the tree lighting ceremony? Anybody who doesn't like meatballs, I'm just shocked. I'm just shocked that Lamar doesn't like meatballs. Meatballs are delicious. So a night of watching Elf eating meatballs? I mean, that sounds like, I mean, you throw a bottle of wine in and that's my kind of night. Um, so I was just wondering if we could make that happen this year. And I would love to hear a Bob's take on the People's Movie Critic of Elf. Because he's going to love it. He's he's just going to love it. Um, I love you guys. I love your show. On a side note, I love that we can take a happy hour where we're joking about meatballs. We're joking about Christmas movies. But at the same time, we're giving women support of postpartum depression. That was just... A really, really awesome thing to do as a woman, as a mother, as a nurse. I just love that you guys just have that moment to be to be real. So thank you so much. But seriously, Bob, when are you going to watch Elf? <laughs> I'm
2: gonna disappoint well, Bob, another woman.
5: Yeah, you're gonna make another
0: woman um just shake her head and discuss that. You go for it.
2: Well I don't think um, you can give it
3: the right shot. I don't think you give it the right shot. I, I don't, don't. think Mary, you did, Mary and I think you have so much it.
0: hate in your heart that you can't even.
2: I know.
3: don't have hate in my heart. And you got to watch it all did. the way through. You have to watch it all the way through. You can't, you can't be snuggling. Uh, you can't have you and Finn can't be snuggling with Mary. You can't be doing it. Pay attention. Set up. Pay attention. Don't lay down. Set up. Watch the movie all the way to the end. When them tears are running down your cheeks at the end of that movie, you're going to say. I got- I'm so wrong. I was so wrong. I got
0: to say, Lamar, though, this is not the first time the B.O.B. has been told to sit up and pay attention. And it didn't do any good in middle school, and it ain't doing any good now. I was
2: say. about to say that, but he, he wouldn't stop talking. I was about to say that. I've seen half of it because Mary said, let's watch something, and I mentioned this, and put it on. And there it was. And I went, okay, baby, buckle in. Everybody's telling you, you know, you're like way behind on this one. You're going to be so happy. And as I mentioned, um, I, I thought it was good. I don't know if I've heard you guys talk about it so much, but everything seemed a little predictable. Bob Newhart was wonderful. He's wonderful in everything. And then about halfway through, she said, I don't want to watch this anymore. And she got up and went to the other room to look at uh, TikToks and drink a glass of wine. And I'm there alone with with You didn't Elf, love I James
0: Kahn as buddies real bad and I Mary did. Steenburgen as his bonus I'm, mom. You uh, they didn't were all good. You didn't love like how Will Farrell just threw himself into it with pure childlike wonder.
2: I was I was very, very impressed. It seemed dated uh, to me, but uh maybe that's just me. And now everyone's gonna be mad at me again for this. And now um why can't you just tell me what happened at the end? Okay. I don't want to have nope. to go pull it up nope. again. Come on. Nope. Just tell me what happens no. at the end. It's not. That,
3: no, yes. You have to. You have to. It's a roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> a roller coaster of emotion. That's I'm a roller coaster. I,
2: I never want to get on. I've been it's on so the crazy coaster since I was a teenager. It makes
3: you Why so would I want to, to get alive.
2: more? That's what I need. More emotion this time of
3: the year. No makes you glad to be alive at the end of that movie. You're thinking, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. It brings
0: you back to the child that lives inside of you at this time of the year. It's
3: awesome.
0: That's just fine, tell, though. I'm sure World just, War II just, and just color is me. on tonight, and, and you can put a yeah. Santa hat on and enjoy that.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. get some <laughs> hilarity you know, out of very, that bombing and all that kind of Yeah, that's hilarity. some very right brave men yeah. and women in that, yep. and those things. Yeah, well, let me tell you just something. Tell Ed, Asner, Ed Asner, pretty brave, too, at the end of this. I'm just telling you.
0: And the fact that um, all the street scenes that are in that <sighs> movie were filmed um, – Without any script preparation, everybody you see in that movie was pounced on afterward to sign a release. Those like aren't acting down the street, street in scenes, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: that was pretty cool. I noticed, I that. mean, there's and just real. There's,
0: there's so much wonderful stuff.
3: Okay, Bob, I'm gonna so eat a meatball. Can you not watch a movie? I mean, come on, I'm gonna eat a meatball. Watch, a good I'm gonna eat a meatball. Can you watch just watch L? Watch i I'll All eat right. a meatball. We, All right. But I got to gotta, I'll I'll do gotta do put it. a ban on it.
0: this. We will never speak of this again because you're just, you just don't want it. You know what, mister? You don't want to I'd like it. it. You don't want to oh like it. God, good lord. That's who you are. You're a mule. You're a had. stubborn mule. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: Bob, can I you have love. your back about something? This
4: is not a Bob movie. It's just not. Thank you. We all love Thank it. Thank you. But it's not
0: a Bob
4: movie. So, it we're saying be. a
0: heartwarming, whimsical movie that brings you yeah. back to your inner child is not a Bob movie. That's Do you want to be the guy that that's not a movie for? Oh my God.
2: I've been running from my childhood for decades. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. You read it once.
4: I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this. I can Just I believe
6: it? this? Shit.
0: Taking the kids to sit on Santa's lap and tell Santa what they want for Christmas and get a picture and hopefully it's going to be just perfect and you can have it made into an ornament and put it in a frame. That's what's in your head, right? But how many of us took the kids and stood in the line and we finally get to Santa and it's our turn and not only do the kids not want to sit on Santa's lap and tell Santa what they want, they're twisting and screaming and frantically clawing to get away from Santa as though he were, right. you know, Edwin Kemper. Right. And you've stood in line at the mall for over an hour and a half. And you, you already had like a major battle wrestling a toddler into tights and pigtails. And now you have no smiling on Santa's lap photo. Why do kids do that? Why are so many kids more worried about sitting on Santa's lap than they are about going to the dentist and here's why according to a child psychologist and I'll post this up on our Facebook um, she said it's a couple of reasons first Santa is a stranger yes and no child especially little children no child is okay with a stranger not really but then second Santa is dressed unlike anyone else they've seen in their lives. <laughs> they've never interacted with another person Correct. dressed like this. And he speaks in this deep voice. And no one else in your child's life says, ho ho ho, little Tiffany. Nobody That's dresses true. like that. Nobody talks like that. And the beard for most Yeah, the beard for most kids. It's the first time a parent has thrust them onto a stranger's lap. Think about that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. In many cases. I, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like when I first read that, I was like, oh yeah. Like when I took Olivia to see Santa for the first time at two, Santa, Olivia had never been made to sit on a stranger's lap. It wasn't even like a thing in the world as far as Olivia knew. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, the the funky outfit. The setting, like your, your kid has been standing in line squirming and fidgeting. we got the weirdly dressed stranger with the freaky deep voice saying, ho, 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 which no one says. And surrounding that stranger are sometimes other people dressed like elves or Mrs. Claus. As I sit here and think about it, like we're insane. The fact that anybody gets a good Santa picture is the miracle. That's the exception, right?
2: I, I was at so. the mall the other day, and um, I was walking, and in the center of the mall is where Santa is, and he was making an appearance there with his helpers. And I looked over, and I got that, that, that one moment that a parent whose kids have grown up comes to treasure. I looked on over, and I thought, buddy, better you than me today. <laughs> Good luck to you.
0: Bob even even i who miss those days so much walk past the santa picture thing at the mall and go and yeah. see ya don't want to yeah. be ya <laughs> like, yeah, been know. there yeah you can only Better. do
2: that if you have been there otherwise it's kind of mean anyway continue
0: so um when you said what you said about the beard is really important because um, children especially little little ones uh, we don't realize how much of the information about the world they take in through nonverbal things, facial expressions, Mm -hmm. body language. Yeah,
2: yeah, sure.
0: I want you to picture your typical mall Santa's helper, Santa. All you can see is his eyes and the tip of his nose. Those beards sometimes completely cover the man's face. And so kids are like, what in the world are you just feeding me to the stranger, right? That's exactly so here, right. So here's what one um, guy named Robert, who every year works as a mall Santa, Santa's helper, because kids, you know, we have a lot of people that help Santa bring the magic. He said, um, one thing I've learned is that you need to give kids time to acclimate to Santa." Your child is scared and crying and screaming because they don't know who you're handing them off to. I'm a stranger. And again, and this is a mall Santa saying, I'm a stranger who doesn't look or sound like anyone else they've ever seen before. So don't throw the kid at us. That's traumatic for everybody. And if the, if the child is really melting down, you got it. You got to give it up. You just have to give it up and take the kid away. So, We have a family member, shout out Charlotte, and she posted this on Facebook a couple of days ago. Um, One of the little kids in her family was willing to go see Santa, but was not willing to sit on Santa's lap or cut Santa any slack. And there's a picture of this kid standing there looking at Santa like she just scraped him off her shoe. It is classic. (laughs) So we're going to post this up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. And if you have a really epic Santa kid picture. And we'd love for you to share it there, too. It's Bob and Sherry.
6: Hi, I'm a Specialist Abby Zimmerman. I'm rotation here with 48B to Poland. I'm from Newego, Michigan. Uh, I'm a 12 Bravo combat engineer. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas.
2: Here's Bob and Sherry. So somewhere along the way, we were talking about uh, how Sherry is actually kind of like the annoying sister that I never had. I have a sister. But she's 15 years younger than I am. So I I was out of the house at 16. And so she was just a baby. And so we did not grow up together. But I've been with this woman for decades. And a lot of guys are out there nodding their heads because even if she wasn't the oldest in the family, she was the most organized, sometimes the smartest. And she saw, like, everything, right? So... You're just trying to be a regular guy, right? And all of a sudden, she's saying, "Well, you forgot to do that, and that could ruin everybody's life. Didn't you know that?" (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah, that's right. You are the perfectionist, even though you're younger than me, older sister that I never had.
0: Yeah.
2: And now I thought I was getting away. I thought I was getting away, and I and I did not. I did not escape.
0: Um, you're welcome. I mean, you look at how much... Look at... I do so much of your thinking for you. I'm like a portable hard drive.
2: Yeah, I know you point that out. But you know what? I got a lot on my mind, too. There's a lot of things going on in my head. And if I tell had... Like, you know, if I had a different childhood me. coming up, possibly I would have been more focused. But I did not.
0: I know. Well, mine was such a garden of roses, so I really, Let's can, not get into yours. really can relate to that. that. Yeah. We're not going there. So we're not tell going me, there. like, what's going... going like? What's choking your mind right now? Like, you're worried about what you're going to have for lunch or a snack. Um, Finn had a look on his face. Tell me.
2: All of those things.
6: Yeah. <laughs> All of
2: <them. laughs> Well, at least you understand, okay? I do. At least you understand. All right. The sister I never had. It's Bob and Sherry.
1: It's Bob and Sherry,
2: the podcast. Thank you for being with us. Happy holidays from the Bob and Sherry show. Could I could I have a moment just to speak to the youth? I, You know how everyone knows how I love the youth. I just, I love yes. the youth. And I want yes. the youth to be happy. I want them to have wonderful youth lives and, uh, you know, just be very prosperous. So this is just uh, a little comment on some things that is, something is going on with the youth. There is a new thing that I'm reading about, and it's called menu anxiety. And it's basically young diners who are tentative to order their favorite food at a restaurant. A third of the people between the ages of 18 and 24 who were surveyed, between the ages of 18 and 24, have said they ask others to choose and speak to the waiter for them. And when they finally do order, A third of 25 to 34-year-olds will pick what to eat based on what looks best on social media sometimes. Having too much choice also causes panic. A big portion of millennials insisting it's their top trigger of anxiety when eating out, just, you know, like a giant menu. Have you, ever, have you ever had anything over at a Cheesecake Factory? And that's a lot, of, oh my that's God. a lot of menu.
3: It's a volume. That's, that's a lot it's a volume. Of, it is.
2: Yeah. It is. Um, and about a quarter of uh, younger people will wait to order last in the group. So this is, this is what I'm going to suggest to the youth as somebody who's been around for a while. You may end up someday in a situation where you are out to dinner with the bosses you know, and they're going to bring you up in their business. Uh, the company you're working with for, you know, it could be a small company, it could be a big company, but you're going to be there. If you have Velcro on your chin attached to your chest and you're just looking down or you're, you know, very tentative about what you want, you're not going to come across as one of the more powerful players during the dinner. And I don't want that for you. I want you to get, you know, power and respect. So here is what I think you need to do. You're sitting up straight, right? The menus are there. All right. The menu comes, you're looking at it. Just make a decision. You know, maybe it's not exactly what you want. Maybe, you know, it's, it's something you've never had before. It's not that big of a deal. If you like meat, find the meat. If you like pasta, find the pasta. And when the server comes around to you, do not say, can I have the chicken Alfredo? Because here's the thing. You can have anything you want on that menu. He or she does not care. They just want to get through your order as quickly as they can so they can stay on track and then go to the other people and get your order in fast. You can have, if, if, if you want to eat Uh, You you can say, I would like to have something that's on the chef's foot. They'll bring it to you, okay? They, They will bring it to you. You're the boss. So instead of saying, can I have, say, I will have the spaghetti with red clam sauce. I will have the steak medium well. I will have just the big salad. You are in charge. Look at the server in the eye. And have a little smile on your face, and you look like you're in charge. You look like you are somebody that might be running something someday.
3: Agreed? I wish I'd have had the you should have told me this a long time ago. Oh, you when couldn't you have be ever sitting been here in talking that situation. You you <laughs> no, never could no, have been in that situation. No, 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 it's true. No. Well, on a menu of food, no, absolutely not. You know, this is a man that knows what he wants.
2: Yeah, Listen. Before
3: exactly. I've got to the restaurant, I've already pulled up the menu. I've already looked at the menu before I even get to the restaurant. So I know what they got.
2: You know, that's a good idea for people who have this uh, menu anxiety. Look at the menu ahead of time. You couldn't yeah. do that when I was young. You can do it. Yeah, Mary looks at the menu every time we go out before we go out. Yeah. There's, there's the answer right there, right?
3: Mm-hmm. So already, it, already. It, here's you know. the other thing. Here's the other thing. You're at the table. If you're at the table with somebody that you're working for, you know, yeah. yeah, you do want to make your decision, blah blah blah. But don't order something that's going to be difficult to eat. Yeah, you know yeah, don't, that's don't right. Don't be fighting something. Don't be fighting. This ain't the time. Honestly, this is not the time to get the crab, uh the crab legs, and the, and the cracking and the digging <laughs> and all. This is not the time. This is not. That's the time. right. Yeah, yeah. Be careful. This is careful. this is not the time.
2: Also, to try something that's exotic that no. you've never had. No. I'm gonna have the the escargot. Ooh, Ooh, maybe not if you've never had it before. No, you're right. Yeah. You're exactly yeah. right with that. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. um, I hope everybody uh, is not offended. I'm just reading this article. Don't shoot the uh, uh, messenger. But uh, I've seen it. I've seen it in my own family, and I want you to be uh, powerful when you uh, go out with the boss. It's Bob and Sherry.
5: Hi, my name is Specialist Shiana Miranda, and I'm with 269 Armored Battalion, headquarters and headquarters company. Um, And I'm currently deployed in Eastern Europe. I just wanted to say happy holidays to my family back home in Belfree, South Dakota, and all of the people who support me back home.
4: Here's Bob and Sherry.
0: This is the portion of the Bob and Sherry show where every week we feature the Bob and Sherry Zippy Zodiac with astrologer Charlie King, and she gives us a quick rundown on what to look for the week ahead. Charlie will not be able to join us uh, today because uh, Charlie has lost her voice. Now, I know that we have some skeptics out there and we have some unbelievers, but I'm just going to lay a scenario out for you. Maybe it's all a coincidence, right? Maybe it's not. Today is December fifteenth. On Wednesday, December thirteenth, twenty twenty-three, Mercury went into retrograde—the final retrograde of two thousand twenty-three. Mercury is the planet of communication, and when Mercury goes into retrograde, um, a lot of it tends to be a bad time for like technology, your mobile phone. That's when it hits the toilet. Uh, a lot of misunderstandings and trying to talk to people texts misinterpret it emails misinterpret it so um number 1 on wednesday december 13th 2023 i had a catastrophic technical failure if you were listening to the show that day you know that i was in and out um we couldn't we couldn't maintain a stable connection i still don't have everything up and running properly at my house i'm a capricorn and mercury is retrograde in the earth signs which is virgo capricorn Taurus, Bob's a Virgo, Charlie's a Virgo, Doc's a Virgo. And it's interesting that at the exact time that this planet, on the exact date that Mercury went went retrograde, I lost all my connectivity, Charlie lost her voice. So maybe it's all just a bunch of bunk and a giant coincidence
2: <sighs> or maybe not. But you certainly, you certainly were struggling that day from the communications uh, side. <laughs>
3: yeah. My
2: goodness, uh, Lamar, I haven't heard language like that uh, since I was uh, hanging out at the
4: docks <laughs> in New Jersey.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when you were slinging packages up there, I got, I got, you, I got yeah, you. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: I want to tell. I want to tell. Shoreman
2: days. There
0: you I got it. I got to go. tell. I got to tell everybody. So. Um, so the catastrophic technical failure wasn't in my house. It was on the the pole on the street. And I'm not suggesting that any of my neighbors have been doing anything to jack with the utility poles. But um, the thing that runs your cable and your Internet was filled with water and it all shorted out. They got that fixed. This is the God. This is a true this is a true thing and Max will back me up and so will Bob because Bob was on the on the phone with me when it happened. It took hours, two trucks and four technicians to fix this. Crazy. Yeah. It's true. I'm like, "Now it's 3:30 in the afternoon or whatever and I'm I'm like, Max, I'm going to just sign in and make sure that everything's working." So Max is there, Bob is there. And we're chatting. And I lost my connection. I couldn't sign back in. I couldn't sign back in. So I called the cable company and I'm like, can you pull up my account? Do you see that I just had text here? And I, I don't, what, what the heck? I have no internet. I have nothing. And the person said, oh, oh gosh, you're not going to believe this. There's a area wide service outage affecting <laughs> you now. <laughs>
6: That, this, I, you I guys, heard that, this
0: was, was like, what was this? Maybe 10 minutes after they got me back online. Then the whole neighborhood yeah. went out. Right. Mercury yeah. in retrograde. Even yeah. you, Bob, must be mm-hmm. thinking there's something mm-hmm. to it.
2: It wasn't so bad for Max and Lamar and me, though. I mean, we while you were away, we got to talk about Corvettes, our favorite year for Corvettes. Oh, I was talking yeah. about the Godfather in my very favorite scene of all time. Yes, in, in the Godfather's library where the guy comes in to give him some sort of an award that he thinks is BS. Yeah. We had a great time. I was, I was very yeah, sorry that yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty fun. You, you weren't with us. Pretty fun.
0: Well, I, when I got on the phone for the third time with the cable company, I got this really nice lady who answered named Nicole and, and I explained the situation and she was very empathetic. And I said, Nicole, I don't want to take this out on you because like, you know, you're just doing your job, but mm, me, me with a Christmas tree, and she said, "She said I so hear that, and that made me feel better. That kind of compassionate yeah. customer service response just made me feel better. So, um, Charlie's I'm not glad that here. made you feel
2: better. Do you, you, do, you, do you know why she said that though? Do you know why she said that? I hear that because that's, that's what, what, she's, been to that's that's what she's been told I'll take to do.
0: That's what she's been told to say. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take that all day long. We're all doing our jobs here. So since Charlie is not here to run down your Zodiac for you, we're just going to let you know that Mercury's in retrograde until the 2nd of January. So I would be super careful, especially if you are a Gemini, a Virgo, Mm. a Taurus, or a Capricorn. I wouldn't bring my phone into the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't get it anywhere near the kitchen sink. Yeah. And I wouldn't have an extra eggnog and text the ex. Don't do it. Let me
2: just say this to wrap it up. Since we don't have Charlie, good luck to you. Yeah,
0: going to need it. It's Bob and Sherry.
4: Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault.
0: Karen, you had to sleep
6: with your ex and his girlfriend? For real? Yeah, um, kind of hideous because I didn't really like sleeping with him when it was just him. But um, <laughs> it, he, uh, he true, he had called to see if he could come. And it's not even my ex; we're still married. But he had called to see if he could visit his daughter that Christmas, and I said sure. And then he brought like three other guy friends with him, so the only way—the only sleeping arrangements was that him and his girlfriend had to sleep in my bed with me well, I would have sent him out gotta, to the
0: car I, I just couldn't I, have
6: I, it I have
2: just got to process them. so you're not legally divorced but you're separated
6: Well yeah we're not legally anything but we've been apart for a couple of years
2: and he travels with this posse everywhere he goes—three friends and a girlfriend.
6: No, usually that's not the case. That's why it was so unexpected because he didn't tell me any of that until he showed up.
2: So they got the—they uh, got the other bedroom or whatever, right?
6: Yeah, I had two other bedrooms, and they got those, and I'd never even met those people before. So, so
2: they took those over, and then I mean, did he come to you and say, "Could we sleep, you know, with you"?
6: Not, he didn't really say could we He just said uh, We're going to sleep in your room Since you have a king size bed You got room for us Oh
0: gross me out And so that's what happened? Yeah All
2: right, Kate, So was he in the middle And you had a, a woman on either side Well he's side? the
6: monkey you
2: know, Um, She was in the middle She was in the middle?
6: Yeah What'd And she- my daughter I have three daughters And um, two of them are young The middle one's his And she kind of hated it so bad Because she usually sleeps with me that uh, she she refused and she actually left and went and stayed at my mom's that night.
2: Well, how about the other two? Where did they sleep?
6: They went to my mom's.
2: So, <laughs> oh, all the girls had to go for Christmas. Had to get out of the house.
6: Well, they. I mean, it wasn't the Christmas yet, but yeah. What, I mean, what was his left. girlfriend like? Yeah, what was she? They doing? didn't like any of the, the friends he brought, or not? They. Uh, they just. They were like, we're out of here, mom.
2: How old were your girls? Teenagers?
6: No. Well, no. one of them, yeah, but the other two at the time were. Six and seven, I believe.
2: You know, that's rough. When your girls are six or seven, they say, we're
0: out of here. Mom. We're out of here. So tell me about his girlfriend. What was yeah, she like? Yeah, She's um, she's okay. I
6: mean, she's really nice,
0: I guess. Nobody you would have slept with
6: voluntarily, though, huh? <laughs> she's really gullible. I mean, like... <laughs> she, she, wait, 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 wait. You think? She, I mean, She's, she's like, gullible. Not, they stayed with me. They ended up staying with me for three weeks. And... uh. What? Yeah, they got stuck there and were having car trouble and all this stuff. It was awful. But we would go out, like me and my ex would go out shopping or wherever we felt like going. And she, you know, the kids got used to her after the first couple days. And she would stay home and babysit and do like crafts and stuff with the kids or watch movies or whatever they wanted to do. And while we went wherever we felt like going. This sounds like
2: a movie where there's a
3: bad ending. Question, question, question. Yeah. While she's babysitting, yeah, I mean, while she's babysitting yeah. and y'all are out and about, did y'all hook it up? Uh, just once,
6: but, I mean... <laughs> 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 it's not like I really wanted to. I felt sorry for
2: him. <laughs> you just throw, just throw him one? Let's
0: a little something. Can, I, can I stop here, Karen? <laughs> you let these people crash with you for three weeks. You had this woman in your bed, and you... You didn't feel like you had behaved empathetically enough. You also had to, do, to do them.
6: <laughs> to be honest, I'm, this is going to sound so childish, but the re- the real reason I did that was because she made me mad that day. What had because she done to she make went, you mad? She went in my closet when I wasn't there and just helped herself to my clothes. And I came home and she was wearing my clothes. And she had one of my purses that she had switched her purse to mine. And. Just, I mean that made me mad. you know
2: if your ex knew that the next day he would be saying, Hey, go put on her uh, <laughs> go put true. on her uh, dress. Go put on her <laughs> dress again.
0: Karen, your life your this, life is this is is the most amazing behavior. thing. Okay, okay, so I was horrible. I did feel bad after that. I
6: no, would never do that again. Where
0: when you uh when you hooked it up to punish her or feel sorry for him or whatever,
6: where did you do it? At a motel right down the street from where I live. While well, she was well, back I, making crafts. I, 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 he,
2: he doesn't have enough money to, to stay anywhere else.
4: <laughs> Karen but paid but he for can. the motel. Karen paid for the motel. Did you pay
2: for the motel?
6: Yeah, I did. Knew it! I did. Karen, he, he, he. now I feel so horrible because all my neighbors are going to hear this. No, they're not.
2: No, there's a there's million nobody, carers. There's a, nobody a, who's no, up. Yeah, yeah. There's like five people up right now.
3: And there's a ton of Karens that had the same thing happen to them.
0: Karen, he's like a big old dirtbag. Oh, I
6: can't help it. Now, I don't was really he, feel
2: that bad. W- was he <laughs> was he cuddling with her during the night when you were in the yeah. same bed with her?
6: No, you know what was what I felt so bad about was like the whole time they were there, they didn't get along at all. He 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 was really mean to her, and I didn't like that at all because I remember what that was like. So and they stayed
2: for three weeks because the car broke down.
6: Yeah, that's what they said.
2: You mean three guys could not get a car fixed some way, shape, or form?
6: I honestly just think they like being there mooching, for real. So
2: you were paying for the food and everything?
6: Yeah. What do you do for a living?
2: She's a professional uh, (laughs) doormat.
6: Thanks. No, um, I'm not even working anymore, but then I was cleaning houses.
2: You work hard cleaning houses all day, and you're letting these mooches take your money from you?
6: I don't understand this, Karen. Well... I want to. It was Christmas time, and obviously none of them must have had family. I mean, I didn't know those guys at all, but yeah. I, it, one of them was kind of young. He was like 20, and I figured they must not have had very good families to be, you know, gone for Christmas, and nobody cared.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, you're a nice person. I think you I agree, Lamar, you're a little gullible there, but um, what's what's up this year? Is Are they coming back?
6: No. no. Um, actually, they both just got, well... He just got out of jail, and she just went to jail, so I don't even know if she's going to be out of you're jail for Christmas.
3: You're making this up. Can you not Can you not get her out? Can you not put, post her bond and get her out?
6: Well, I'm sure he'll get her out if he can. What but, What did he just get out
0: for? What did she just go in for? He,
6: um, it was really ridiculous. He went to jail for, like, bank robbery, but he didn't really rob a bank. He was just in the car. And, um, so... Yeah, that's that called get, the wheel man. Yeah, that's, a that's called the getaway
2: drive. driver,
0: Karen.
6: <laughs> Karen, can you... <laughs>
0: And what, what about her? What's she going to jail for?
6: I, I don't even know. That just recently happened a couple of days ago. I just know she's in Baltimore, Maryland in jail.
0: Karen, do you, can you hear yourself? Um, and, and is there any part of you that kind of steps out a little bit distant from this and go, Holy bleep and bleep,
6: this is my life. Well, they're not part of my life anymore. I haven't seen them really since. That since
3: a couple years ago. When he fond, fond holiday memories. But, but he was
2: arrested for being the wheel man in that bank robbery, right?
6: Yeah. He
3: yeah. won't
2: get out for a while. Is he? Well, no,
6: he just got out. He was in there for two years. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Maybe she's Almost, a, maybe like she. Months. Maybe they're so putting he would... her
0: away for bad checks or something. She strikes me as a bad check kind of girl, doesn't she? You know, I think,
6: well, I know she was in jail for that before. Yeah, I'm just I
0: getting said. a bad check vibe off of her.
6: Well, you guys have a nice Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. I'm Sergeant Anders from the Utah Air National Guard. I'm originally from Alaska, but I've always been a huge fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Just wanted to say to everybody on the team, happy holidays, good luck, hope to see you at the Super Bowl, and most importantly, go birds.
5: Fly, Eagles, fly.
4: Here's Bob and Sherry.
3: Okay, I've got a little trivia question, and Bob, I'm putting this to you. What is the longest-running TV show in American history? Um gunsmoke. That's what a lot of people would say, but yeah. you would be wrong. Okay. Gunsmoke, now it ran from 1955 to 1975, and it mm-hmm. had 635 episodes. Wow. The Simpsons, the Simpsons, as of right now, has 757 total episodes, <laughs> and they're still rolling. But and neither one rolling, of them. Yeah. Neither, Neither one of them have won. Neither one ever won. The soap opera, The Guiding Light, has ran from 1952 until 2009. And it started out based on a 1937 radio uh, serial, okay? If you combine the radio and TV, that's 72 years, 18,262 episodes. Oh, God.
2: I can remember, I've never really watched a Guiding Light episode, but in the far reaches of my memory, I can remember yeah. being over at uh, my mother's friend's Connie Zimmerman's house and hearing the Guiding Light, and it was
3: oh, just yeah. so scary. It was so scary. Sam. Listen, listen, there's a, there's a lot of stars that have passed through that show. Christopher Walken, uh, he was yep. a, a kid on there. He played original uh, Michael Bauer. Billy D. Williams, Cicely Tyson, uh, James Earl Jones. Kevin Bacon played TJ Werner for a year, and it allowed him to quit his waiter job. And right after that, he got his first uh, role on uh, Diner. Mira Sorvino, she was on the show for a few episodes. Listen, over 18,000 episodes. That's a lot. But if you're doing it every day, it's easy to mount up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: that's right. That's right. Five days a week. All right. So thank you, Lamar. This is Bob
0: and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate and review and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening